know a lot about golf. It's time for those weekend golf guys. Well, we're waiting. On SB Nation Radio. And on SBNationRadio.com. Here's John Ashton and Jeff Smith. Just as the man said, look at you. It's us, those weekend golf guys. John Ashton in the studio. Jeff Smith at Timbergate in the uh, golf cave. That's Timbergate right. Golf Course in um, somewhere, middle of nowhere, Indiana, which is redundant, isn't it? <laughs> it's just north of Kentucky. <laughs> yeah. Just south of Michigan. Yeah. Just just west of Ohio. Yeah. And he's just uh, east of Illinois. Well, there I you think go. we got it pretty well pinpointed. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about you. <laughs> okay, so much for the geography lesson for the morning. It is uh, a brand new year. Uh, I'm sure we won't be the first to say this, but happy new year. And uh, 2019 looks to be a lot better for those of us who uh, have a mind to make it a lot better. First off, again, I want to thank everybody for their uh, their th- kind thoughts, uh, prayers, uh, wishes, cards and letters. No one sent money, but it's okay. No, 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 they did. I just gave them the different address. Oh, I gotcha. Mine. <laughs> I gotcha. <laughs> Lifestyle changes uh, for me coming up in 2019. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. As as my cardiologist said uh, when he asked about exercise, I said, well, I, I, I play golf. <laughs> he said, do you walk or ride? I said, uh, uh. he said, well, from here on out, buddy. You walk. And I went, <laughs> yes, sir. Wow. You got it, bud. How about that? <laughs> yeah. That is yeah. seriously going to cut down on your golf. Uh, no, it's not. <laughs> I am approaching all of 2019, including my golf, with a brand new attitude. Really? Yeah. Good for you. You know, you know, six to 12 weeks of not being able to do anything. I mean, even now, I've got a little bit of a cold, you may tell from the voice. I can tell. Yeah. Still hearts in my chest when I cough. Open heart surgery is no fun. It's something I would say uh, most of you should try to avoid at all costs. Okay. Yeah. I'm so just let's saying. get out there and walk some more. <laughs> walk some more. I mean, I don't have to carry my bag. Right. Right. I can get one of those cart things that follows me automatically. Which there is a go. cool gizmo. Or you so. can get one that you could push yourself. I could. They the, roll really well. So not only do we have a new attitude for 2019 from coming directly from me, but we've got brand new rules coming directly from the USDA that uh, go into effect right now. We're going to talk about them, explain them, and maybe make a fun of a few of them. Who knows? We'll be coming right back. We are all those weekend golf guys, don't you? It's hard to really contemplate the fact that baseball season starts in about six weeks. At least spring training does. And if you are a baseball fan, then one of the things on a bucket list of every baseball fan is to go to spring training. And the Cactus League spring training in Arizona is fantastic. There are 15 uh, major league teams here, 10 stadiums. Average temperature 75 degrees. And all of the 10 stadiums are within 50 miles of the greater Phoenix area. Uh, and, and this is cool, too, because when you get there, it's much more laid back, much more low-key. You can meet the players. You can get autographs before the games. And then, of course, make sure you bring your sticks because most baseball fans are also great golfers, and you know how fantastic the golf can be in the greater Phoenix area. It's, it's just incredible. Even as incredible as the landscapes, the outdoor adventures, the urban centers, the ghost towns, the artsy communities, uh, it's just great. Check it out. Arizona is a perfect home base for baseball fans. 
All right, it us those weekend golf guys. I'm John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith. It's a brand new year, and with a brand new year comes some brand new rules. USGA has uh, showered us with a bunch of new rules. Some pretty good. Some what the heck were they thinking? But we're going to talk about them. There are some new rules affecting a ball at rest, including yeah. the ball moved during a search, uh, yeah. no penalty for moving a ball on the putting green, the standard for deciding why a ball moved, and replacing a ball when the original spot is not known. So, let's just jump in those Mr. Rules, yeah. man. What's your so, immediate opinion here? Well, the, the ball moved during a search. The hard part about this one is that a guy's going to, well, as we know, guys are going to accidentally kick their ball when they're... Searching for it in the rough. Whoop, I got it. Uh, there it is. Look, how did I miss it the first time? <laughs> I, that's the first thing you're going to run into. Really? Yeah. I can, yeah. oops, I I'm not penalized for stepping on my own ball and <laughs> kicking it accidentally. It was never a penalty if somebody else accidentally moved your ball during a search. But now what they're saying is when you're searching for your own ball over there in the rough, John, mm -hmm. if it happens to move as a result of you accidentally touching it with your foot, you're not penalized. That's going to save a bunch of strokes for me, isn't it? He said. Can we say foot wedge? <laughs> I yeah. get it, right? The yeah, fundamental principle sure. of the rule of golf is to play the ball as it lies, and the rules should be able there to help the player find their ball from the spot and where it is at rest, okay? Sure. So yeah. let's understand that they've just said to an awful lot of people who would use a foot wedge that they're going to turn the other cheek. Yeah, you don't got it anymore. It's okay. We know you did it, and we're not going to be mad anymore. Right. You know you're not supposed to do it, Yeah. right? You know you're not supposed to do it, but what they're just saying here is, hey, I'm not going to bust your butt for it. Right? Gotcha. That's what they're saying. So let's move Actually, to it sounds like I don't agree with it. Yeah. Hey, I also should point out during this that, that you now only have three minutes to search rather than yeah, five. right. That'll so. speed up play because really what's what's going to happen now in tournament play, let's call it a high school golf tournament or a college golf tournament or a, uh -huh. you know, what's going to happen is now the parents are going to be out there being four caddies even more so than they are. And the kids are going to walk even slower because <laughs> it, it, the search doesn't start till the player starts searching and the player can't start searching when the player isn't even to that area yet. So That's you right. know what's going to happen. Yeah. It's supposed to speed up play. And I'm not saying it's gonna just yet. We'll wait and see. Yeah. And, you know, before we get too much further, I don't want to sound like I'm bagging on the new rules of golf. Okay. Right? Sure. I'm just saying what we're going to see. A lot of times people who make up rules do not take anything about human nature into consideration. Yeah. About how these rules are going to work. Yeah. Uh, what, what's the deal with no penalty for moving the ball on the putting green? Okay. So, you know, let's, let's go back a little bit. Dustin Johnson. On the green, U.S. Open, what happened? His ball moved yeah. on the putting green, and he didn't even touch it. Yeah. He had replaced his ball, ball sitting still, goes up, puts his putter on the ground behind ball, and, and in the past, as of, you know, yesterday, right? Yeah. Uh, he had grounded his club, and so therefore, if his ball moved accidentally at that point, it was going to be his fault. Right. And it would be deemed that he did something. Yeah. Whether he inhaled or exhaled. <laughs> yeah. And that ball moved and it was going to be deemed to be his problem. Right. It couldn't possibly have been that there was a little bit too much wind for the speed of the green and the tilt of the, the pitch of the green 
and it started to roll or moved, right? So now they've said, hey, look, you mark your ball, you put it back down. If you accidentally bump the thing and then you go replace it and say, hey, oops, hey, wasn't your fault. Put the thing back, move on, put your ball, no penalty, Yeah. right? I love this one. No harm, no foul. No harm, no foul, yep. right? Yep. Literally. Now, marking it in the wrong spots, that's a whole different thing, right? Yeah, this is for yeah. no penalty for moving the ball in a putting green accidentally, right? It's not a cheating thing. It's a, hey, let's take away the problem decision, right? So, so we're all good there. So if you take a stroke and, and you miss, you can't really come back, though, and say, oh, that was a mistake. I That was an accidental stroke. I didn't mean to hit it. You're right. Yeah. Right. Oh, well. Now, this I don't understand. Standard for deciding why a ball moved. You got about 95% chance that you know why a ball moved, right? Yeah. For example, oh, a player, caddy, outside influence, whatever, they actually caused the ball to move. Right? Right. So about 95% of the time, we know or we're virtually certain why that ball moved. But there's then that, that chance that the ball moved for some other reason. Right. And so that's why they're changing it. Right. Okay. So they're looking at the weight of the evidence, so to speak, All right. is what really is causing these things to move. So this known or virtually certain standard, it's going to be simpler to apply because it's going to eliminate all these close calls. Oh, I'm not really sure why that ball moved, but some of them, you know why that thing's moving. So what they did is they just kind of had a standard of saying, hey, um, we're going to look at things this way. It moved and we have this standard of deciding why it moved. And I think that's pretty, pretty smart. Yeah. Smart to do. Right. And then, and then getting down to replacing the ball when the original spot is not known. Oh man. How can All you, right. first off, how can you not? This know? is hard, right? Think about that. Well, well, I don't know. What do you think? Where is it? I think it's in bounds. You think, where is it? I don't know. I think it's down that hole. I think it's in that hazard or I think it's down in this place. We can't find it. Right. I think you hit it into that swampy stuff, John. What do you think? I don't know, Jeff. I think oh, it's okay. up there the fairway. Okay. <laughs> I see. I see. So that's this... a tough that's a tough deal, right? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Right? So, you know, what they're doing is is if they don't know the exact original spot, right? They're gonna require you replace it, which doesn't mean dropping, it means placing it, right? Replace, not redrop, right? Mm -hmm. And they're gonna give it on its estimated spot, including on or against any natural object that, you know, up against that rock or uh -huh. whatever. Right. Uh -huh. it, they, they changed this rule because when a ball at rest is moved, it should be returned and played from its original spot as close to that spot as possible. Right. Right. So they, they do this player marks his ball, lifts it, all these things replace it on that marked spot. But then sometimes that spot, that ball's accidentally moved. We don't know the original spot. Like guy picks it up off the ground without marking it, but it's in this area, right? Yeah, it's right down here by my foot. Oh, like, like, like the thing that happened in one of the tournaments I was watching last year with a little kid. Um, I, I forget, I think it was Phil Mickelson or someone uh, hit a drive into the gallery. Yeah. And a little kid ran and picked it up. Yeah. Okay. And so now we don't okay. know, but so now we're now we're putting it at an estimated spot. I got you. Okay. It just makes sense. It does. It just makes sense, right? It does. You know, as long as we've got it, you know, thinking. So I, I think that this is kind of an important thing for a lot of reasons okay. to, to do this. Um, I think it's pretty smart. I really do. Really? Yeah. So kudos yeah. to the USGA from one Mr. Jeff Smith, huh? 
Oh, yeah, they got a few of them from me today already. The first two, not so much, right? Yeah, that, that's true. <laughs> but the rest of them, yeah, I can, yeah. You know, they're making sense. You, right? you, know, you never did like that foot, foot wedge thing. No, I really don't because, you know, when you're competing against somebody and they break that thing out on you six times during the round. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm like, hey, that's a 15th club there, dude. <laughs> 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 Looks just like one of your shoes. <laughs> There's got to be a rule about about things being used as golf clubs you know, that really aren't. Out of you all know? the rules changes that they do, I don't think it, I don't think it's that big a deal to have more than 14 clubs. No, I mean, right. heck, if you want to carry them, go know, for in it. In competition, sure. Yeah. Why not make it a local rule that they can have 27 clubs in their bag? Who cares? <laughs> Who cares? Heck, half these guys out there, they want to try this new thing. That's it. Right? Somebody wants to try a new driver in their bag and goes out and plays a round of golf, and he's got a demo driver from the shop, but he's got his own driver in there in case he doesn't like it. Right, exactly. Right? Exactly. And he's testing it out. What? Now, all of a sudden, that's breaking a rule and can't turn in your scorecard and all that other stuff. Because what? You got 15 clubs in your bag. See, you know, uh, that's crazy. Okay. Well, maybe, but I, I understand. Maybe if they'll address that, that one next a, year. Wouldn't that be nice if it's going to be another two years? <laughs> two years. Oh, well. They do it every couple of years. That's I think right. the 14 club rule, though, dude. I, that's I think cool. yeah. some of the equipment rules all together. Yeah. You know. Well, we're going to uh, take a quick break, but when we come back, we're going to talk about taking relief. Um, which doesn't mean peeing in the woods. Okay, guys, um, we'll, we will discuss some of the new rules for that when we come right back. We are those weekend golf guys. Don't move. You want to see how great a golf instructor Jeff Smith really is? It's very easy. $5golfclub.com. The number $5golfclub.com. Soon it's going to be February, which means soon thereafter it'll be springtime and, and baseball season will start up again. But you know what happens between February and the start of baseball season is spring training, which is a really cool time to go see your favorite baseball team. Why don't you follow them out to the Cactus League spring training in Arizona this year? It's a perfect home for baseball fans out there, man. It is great. Ten stadiums in the greater Phoenix area, all within 50 miles of each other. Uh, Fifteen major league teams do their spring training out in the Arizona area. And the temperature in Arizona, it averages about 75 degrees in February, which is not only great weather for watching baseball, but it's great weather for playing golf. Bring your sticks and bring the family because Arizona is a fantastic destination for families. you got family resorts. There's fun for kids of all ages, and if your child has not seen the Grand Canyon, then you're just not being a good parent. Lots of great spring training baseball and lots of great golf. Arizona, head out there this February. And it's us, those weekend golf guys. John Ashton here, Jeff Smith there at the Golf Cave. And we're talking on this first program for 2019, a brand new year, some brand new rules. Just in case you are one of those people who actually takes relief when you make a mistake, who wants to know exactly where to put the ball after you hit into a hazard, well, that's what we're going to talk about. Some of the stuff now is, is so cool. The changes have been so, let's say, player positive that you may start actually paying attention to hazards and stuff. That'd be fun. Yeah. That'd um, be fun. Let's start with a new procedure for dropping a ball. Oh, yeah. Well, wait a minute. We missed one. I have no idea what it means, so it wasn't. Oh, we that. missed one. The measuring uh, the size of the relief area. No, 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 no. We did. We missed talking about the fun one. Oh, <laughs> taking relief in the woods. <laughs> 
No. Make sure there's no, no line of no, sight. No, no, no. We're with talking any about the, the TC Chen rule, man. <laughs> the ball that's in motion accidentally deflected. Whoops. Whoop. I hit it once. Whoop. I hit it again just after that. Whoop. <laughs> Rut row. Yeah, that used to be a penalty, not Whoop. just embarrassment. They used to count both both times you hit the ball, right? Yeah. As, two, as strokes. They, they, call him, they call him a TC, man, because of TC Chen. Back in oh. the day, he uh, he was leading the PGA Championship, and his name was TC Chen. Right. Right. And, and, and still so, is. <laughs> and he still, yeah, he still is. He's, he's yeah. still alive, I think. Yeah. He, he chips one and then all of a sudden his speed, his club head got, got faster and more upward right after the ball left the face and he hit it again. Hit it again. Ball was in the air, left the face of the club. Come on. You played golf. You've done it or you've known somebody who's done it who blamed you. I think we've right? all done it. Yes. We've all done it. We've okay. Done it, yeah. The two chip. Yeah. And we call it the TC because TC Chen made it famous. I gotcha. Everybody else was trying to hide and sweep that thing under the rug. <laughs> I got this special shot. Watch this one, boys. I got me a little trick shot with my wedge. Check it out. Next thing you know, that thing's off to the left about 20 yards. Yeah. Guess what? No penalty now when you do that. Oh, yeah. Also, no penalty when, John, uh -huh. when you're in the trees uh -huh. before you take relief. Uh -huh. <laughs> you decide to hit your ball, and it's a tree comes back and hits you. <laughs> I know it's happened. It has. I think you've watched it happen. But I know. Yeah. And that, that's why I know you can't get out of this one because I've seen it. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> guess what? I no longer get to laugh and say it's a penalty. <laughs> I just now get to laugh. You just get to laugh. <laughs> so, say, so have, they, have they made a rule that it won't hurt or what? No, no. It still hurts. <laughs> hurts your pride. Hurts your, you know, get a little bruise. Yeah. So it's nice that they, they've, they've taken away. This is the insult to injury rule that they've just <laughs> taken away. Right. Okay. That's what that is. That's a great way of putting it. Right. How about this one? You got your golf cart parked and you've, you parked it around the green to the side of where you're hitting this bunker shot and uh -huh. you shank one out of the bunker shot and the ball flies out and hits your golf bag. Uh huh. They've taken that penalty away now too. That used to be a penalty. Yeah, it used to be a penalty. I know you never saw it that way. <laughs> I guess. Do you have to add those retroactively? <laughs> <laughs> no, John. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even have to admit to them retroactively, but you've just done that. <laughs> uh -huh. But how about that? They There's no penalty for a ball in motion accidentally deflected by you or your equipment or your caddy, right? Yeah. So when you that other one, when you actually had a caddy at French Lick and you had that hot thing sculled across the green and your caddy went over there and stopped it with his foot there's supposed to be a penalty for that now uh -huh. there's not all right you hit your caddy oops oh very cool well that's that's not in the action that he takes but i mean just the fact that you struck him in the rear end with it so and no penalty for that either but it's still going to cost you the tip <laughs> there's there is one that really made me think that the usga sat down and say what are the main pet peeves of amateur golfers because these um, these rules tend to address situations that amateur golfers fall into uh, much more often than the pros do. Uh, one of them being here that that I thought was really cool was relief for an embedded ball. You know, yeah. those those of us right. who play who play year round in um, geographic locations where the weather is kind of iffy, like now where it's either kind of wet for quite right. a while or whatever and we've all had it i mean we've lost balls in the middle of the fairway we've, we've yeah. teed off and we've seen them go straight down the middle 
know where they should be and can't find them because they've embedded themselves completely. But a lot of times we've come up to a ball that is embedded. Maybe, you know, the, the top half of the ball is sticking out. It's stuck in the mud. Right. And uh, it used to be a penalty for having to move that. Well, you know, and here's the thing is, is that it used to be a, a local rule and it was uh, the embedded ball rule. And it was basically, you know, through an area called what well, they used to call it through the green. Now it's just called a general area um, that it's embedded in a, in a closely mown area. You know, they called it through the green. Now it's in the general area, right? Outside of a hazard. It's not embedded in the sand, right? right. You can't, yeah. It's not yeah. that. Yeah. But in, in that, uh, the committee can adopt a local rule restricting relief as in, hey, guess what? <laughs> you don't get to pull yeah. that out of there. Yeah. Yeah. But now taking people get relief, right? Right. Yeah. For the embedded ball plugged in the fairway. And, you know, how about, not not the kind when you drive over your buddy's golf ball in with the golf cart and squash it into the turf. That's that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the one that <laughs> it's in there, right? Natural. We're talking about the natural right. one. Yeah. Yeah. Right. right. <laughs> but that could happen by accident, of course. And uh, but the player gets to he gets to drop his original ball or even a substituted ball within a club length, but no nearer the hole, right? Right. To the spot that where that thing was in there. And so, you know, we get to do these things. And the reason they make these changes is to make it make sense for people. Yeah, exactly. There's a lot of wet ground out there. Yeah. Yeah, especially this time of year. Yeah. Um, one, one of them that I didn't really, because we've had this discussion, I, I have such a problem, again, being an amateur golfer and not really caring um, about all these penalty things if I get myself into a bad situation <laughs> in a in a hazard Um not not being called penalty areas, by the way, not, uh, but the difference between the yellows and the reds and, and what I can do and what I can't do. But what's this whole procedure for what they call taking back on the line relief? What's that mean? All right. So your ball goes into a hazard uh-huh. and you see where it went in uh-huh. and there's a spot where that you're determining that point. And then you're going to draw a line from the hole through that spot okay. and beyond backwards, okay. starting at the hole and moving backwards, go through the spot that you've just determined. And you can go as far back on that line as you want to. I got you. That's pretty simple. You can, you, so you can go back to where, not, the, where the conditions may be uh, more conducive to hitting a good shot? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's it's kind of you know it's nice of them to do that. It is. Right? It allows things to allows people to play that shot a little bit easier. You don't have to go, you know, to only two club lengths on that line where all of a sudden it gets to be on the downslope into the hazard you just hit the thing into, thus setting yourself up for the second ball to go into the hazard mm-hmm. in a row, right? Or now called penalty areas. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you look at things for what they are, and you're like, man, that was that was a nice that was a good good change. Yeah. That was a good change. Now, keep in mind, John, it's this, you know, that line is from the hole to the spot that it went in, not on the line that you hit it in on. Like from where I am now, right. I hit it into a penalty area. Yeah. Right? Right. It's not that line. It's no. the line from that point where that ball went into that he- penalty area. To the hole. To the hole. Right. Right? So it's a whole different angle. Yeah. Okay. Just making sure we got that. Yeah. Can I still get a two club length either side, either or 
type thing. I mean, if I hit it into water, <coughs> excuse me, hit it into water, and the only spots that aren't any closer to the hole on that line are water, what do I do? Yeah, well, take your two club lengths out. Okay. But I didn't take that away. Okay, I just want to make sure. Yeah. Just, you know, because sometimes when they add, you know, forgiving stuff, they take away some other stuff just to make sure it's not too easy. Yeah. Because heaven forbid we should make this game too easy. You know, and they get this, they get this new rule out for dropping your ball, you know? Yeah. Okay. I, so you drop it, what, from the knee instead of the knee shoulder? Hi- knee height instead of shoulder height. And, yeah. I, and I understand the reason for this. Okay? A lot of people are dropping because they hit the ball into hazards, in penalty areas, right? Uh, right. And a lot of these penalty areas have slopes that lead into them. And when you're dropping two club lengths out – you're still going to have it hit the ground when you drop it at shoulder length, shoulder high, right. and now at knee high, right. um, onto a downslope. Generally speaking, thus pushing your ball right back toward the that you just are taking relief from. Right. Yeah. And they didn't want to have it drop from like just barely above the grass. They toyed with that idea, right? And the purpose of that is so that it doesn't bounce and roll right back into the stinking thing you. Yeah, just you want, you want it to take hit relief with, from, right? You want it to hit with less, uh, less And they movement. didn't want it to be just place the ball. They yeah. want it to be, we got to take a drop here, right? Because like we didn't want to have just, okay, just put put it up on some perfect lie all the time, right? They didn't want get, that to be the, the benefit. You still get the option of dropping or, or placing it after two drops well, don't work, Well, some rules right? allow you to place and some are drops, and okay. they just changed how you drop. Okay. okay? Right. That, that a, a ball dropped from knee height is not placing it at all. But, right. you know, that whole thing about, yeah, we we started this idea, but you just had to be just above the top of the grass. That's just about placing it, right? Yeah. A little millimeter above the grass. Yeah. 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 That's just about placing just it. And about. they realized that that's a little unfair, but they still wanted the drop situation, but not such a hard bounce that it would take it all the way into the stuff. So I kind of like the idea dropping it from knee height. Okay. Okay. That's cool. Because people do it anyway. They just drop it out of their pants pocket. If you have been following anything to do with uh, the PGA Tour, you know that um, the physicist among us, Mr. Bryson DeChambeau, is going to be putting with the uh, flagstick in, and you know that Bubba Watson is like, huh? I'm confused. Yeah. So we're going to talk about uh, about that and uh, the other rules that may affect how you play around the green when we come right back. We are those weekend golf guys. Happy New Year and happy new rules. We'll be right back. Don't you move. Hey, Jeff, I got a letter, $5 Golf Club. It was addressed to you, but it came to me. But it said, Jeff, man, I took your advice from the show twice. One, you advised me to join $5GolfClub.com. I did. Two is you advised me to buy the best ball I, I could afford, and I'm getting those Strixons, Keystars. I'm paying about 36 bucks a dozen for them. So I used to lose two balls yeah. a round, and I played a round a week. That's eight balls a month. That's $24 oh. a month. He said, after some of the lessons at $5 Golf Club, I'm not losing that many anymore. I lose maybe three a month. That's nine bucks. Ooh. Yeah. Wait a minute. Yeah. Wait a minute. I think that's good math. It's good math, man. He's spending nine bucks on lost balls, five bucks on us. That's 14 bucks. He's still making a $10 profit. (laughs) That's right. Go to $5GolfClub.com, listen to me, and make money. How do you like that? 
Okay, we're back again. Uh, probably not the first, but we do want to wish everybody a happy new year. And thanks again for all of the uh, good wishes and sentiments and things uh, for my, my recent uh, brush with death, as we're referring to it around here. A uh, <laughs> little, uh, little open heart surgery that uh, stemmed from a condition that was much, much more serious than I had ever contemplated I could, I could survive. But I did. And we're still here. You can't get rid of me that easy. So uh, we've got uh, a new year, and we have new rules to uh, go with that new year. And it's funny. I wonder how many of us have actually been implementing some of these new rules because it makes it easier for us when we first heard about them. Or did you say, oh, I can't do that? I will be able to do that in January, but until January, I'm going to take a stroke now. Well, <laughs> yeah, most people right. have been doing a few of these already. That's you know, right. like, like repairing the damage on the putting green. Yeah, right? You can repair almost any damage. We've been out there and we're, we're always talking about fixing, fixing the pitch marks. Right. And at the same time, everybody's always tamping down the spike marks. Yeah. And, and they weren't supposed to be. And everybody knew they were doing it anyway. And it just makes the game easier instead of having to play on a minefield because you got somewhere between two-ton Timmy making indentations. You know, he's out there playing in front of you, and he's a big heel walker. Between uh-huh. that guy and the push and twist guy where he's twisting and kicking up some stuff because he's got these little cleats on and they're kicking up all these marks. And right. then you can't putt, so you got this minefield there. Yeah. You can fix any of that now. Oh, okay. Any of it. All of it. Spike marks. Animal damage, you know, deer runs across the golf course. You know, a lot of these golf courses are out in the, in the wilderness, so they got deer running across the greens and stuff. And, you know, you didn't used to be able to fix that stuff, and now you can fix it all. I am going to admit to being totally um, unaware of this rule. Again, in retrospect, I've broken it probably every time I play golf. But there now is no penalty for touching your line of play on the putting green. Yeah, um, right. Well, what does that mean, and what what constitutes touching your line of play? Because I think we've all done that, haven't we? We have. So think about this. People would get out there and tamp down something on their line of play near the pitch mark that they just fixed. Uh huh. They just touch their line of play. Yeah. Or move, okay. move a leaf out of the way or something. Uh huh. Right. Yeah. Swipe. You know, and 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 do that, and and. You know, you're not allowed to do that. Now, here's the other thing is that whole standing and and those people who are saying, okay, you know, I've been a rules official in college golf tournaments, high school golf tournaments before, and there's always the rules official out there going, wait a minute, we got to stop these guys who are reading the greens with their feet because they're touching their line of play. I'm like, well, wait a second. They, they haven't even determined their line of play yet. So they could, you could say that they're walking anywhere on the green and they could choose to put it over that spot where they just walked and you'd say that's the line of play. No, no, no. The, the, the rule says it's a straight line between the cup and the ball, but it doesn't say how wide the line is. So it could be the width of a human hair yeah. and it could be as wide as the green because okay. it doesn't say. So what they did is they just said, fine, we're taking away this penalty. And, and a lot of the reason came was because of there's there's an awful lot of people walking all over the green doing things and their ball winds up going right where they were walking and now that you're allowed to repair any spike marks that's also you know what if you got spike marks that you're allowed to repair but then so if you kept the rule in that said hey <laughs> you, can, you can repair that all you want but you can't touch the line of green line of but you know, you can't have those two rules coexist gotcha Gotcha. So they got smart and they said, hey, we're just not going to penalize you because you, they just created a big problem yeah, by allowing one and, and not addressing the other. So they solved an issue by making something go away. 
Gotcha. All right. And now, the while we're still on the green, if your ball hits an unattended flagstick in the hole, no yeah. penalty. Mm-hmm. You know, here's an interesting thing, right? There's this discussion amongst players. You going to leave the flagstick in, John? Yeah, I'm going to leave it in. All right. Well, I'm going to take it out because I don't like it in. The whole purpose of this is so that it speeds up play. From a practical perspective on this, this will want to be one of those things that it remains to be seen for the, the scenario that I just painted. You're going to take it out, or I'm going to take it out, and you're going to leave it in. Right. Who's putting first? The guy who's leaving it in is now going to putt first, right? Yeah. What if he hits it 20 feet past? Not that you would ever do that. No. I'm just saying. I just used John yeah. because, you know. It's 20 feet past, right? and, you're, and you're closer now, so you come in and pull it for mm-hmm. your putt, and then and someone then, has to put it back in for the other guy to putt again. Yes, you yeah, see? Yeah. So at some point, there's going to be this recommendation from a player's perspective within the group. In order to play fast, what do you say until we get into a certain distance, let's just leave the flag in, and then we'll take it out when we get in about you know eight feet or so, and we'll just take it out. Yeah. What do you think, fellas? For pace of play, what do you think? Okay, that sounds great. Something like that's going to have to happen. Otherwise, it could get to be that ridiculous. I want it in, and he wants it out, and got to switch back and forth, and who's carrying the flag stick, and everybody's going to be mad, right? Exactly. With a rule that's supposed to be something as simple as it used to be that way, and you could putt with a flag stick in if you wanted. Now, there's that question of, well, strategically, what's better? Uh, That was my question. Yes, sir. Always depends on how hard you're hitting the putt, not how far it came from, right? Right, exactly. Mm -hmm. If you hit a 50-foot putt that stops at the hole and it just ticks the flag stick, is it going to bounce out? No. Nah. But what if you got a two-inch putt and you rip at it and you hit the flagstick? Probably going to bounce out. Yeah, you'll have a 10-footer coming back. Right. Yeah. So if you just go about this from the stre- the mental strategy standpoint of, if I get my putt to just barely touch that flagstick, I'm good to go. Doesn't matter how far away it started. It's all about the speed of the ball at the hole, isn't it? Yeah. So I think leaving the flagstick in is going to help a lot of people if they just understand all they're trying to do is treat it like the flagstick that's on the putting green that they always leave in anyway. It'd be a lot and easier to it. Be, a, be lot, a lot easier. Be a lot easier to aim. Yeah, it is a lot easier to aim, mm-hmm. isn't it? Yes. Something sticking up out of the surface always it's easier to see it. It's easier to 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 get it there. Yep. And and it's easier to play this little game of hey, I'm putting better because you know, just like on the putting green, I'm looking out at one right now and it's got eight flags in the putting green. And you know that if somebody walks on the putting green and practices putting, they're going to leave the flag stick in and they're going to pull the flag stick out with a ball in it because it's got the little cup at the bottom, right? Yep. But they're going to ju- they're going to look at that flag stick and go, I just want to tap the flag stick and let it go in. It's going to get the same on the golf course. That's how they're going to do it. Yeah. And it'll be better for them. Yeah. So I think this is a terrific rule. I do too. I do yeah. too. You know, I was playing uh, golf with a, a real rules stickler once. I mean, I think it was just a guy who had memorized the rule book and wanted to show off. Um, and he charged me a, a, a penalty stroke um, because I had a was hitting a ball out of a, a hazard, now called a penalty area. And uh, I actually picked up a couple of leaves that were in front of my ball and moved them. Oh, you couldn't that? you couldn't do that up until the first of January. Now you can, right? Yeah, yeah. You can also ground your club in a penalty area, which means you you can take a practice swing now 
without some rules stickler saying, uh-uh, can't do that. Yeah, so here's... Uh-oh. You sound to be a little disconcerted um, about this one. Yeah. What's the problem, man? It it gets to the point where you've just hit it into a penalty area, and you can now take a swipe in the penalty area, and it might happen to improve things, because penalty areas are usually pretty bad lies. Yeah. And now that they allow you to do it, I think more people are going to be improving their situation. Well, you can't by move, being allowed to. You can't move the ball. I know you can't move a ball, but can you improve a lie without moving the ball? Well, I mean, yeah. you can get like you've got rocks behind you or in front of you or beside you or whatever. You Let's can say move it's those. just extra thick grass somewhere behind you. Uh huh. How about you're in the you're in the 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 stuff the the end of the tall heather. Uh huh. And then all of a sudden you kind of take a swipe at you know just kind of grounding your club and taking a practice swing, and it happens to affect something that's a little bit more vertical behind your your backswing that used to be was going to be a problem and now all of a sudden it's not a problem oh. when you're when you're up over your ball see what i'm saying so using your 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 practice swing basically is using your club as a sith <laughs> yeah or a scythe or whatever scythe, it's called yeah yeah uh, i was going yeah right i got you okay i think it's going to happen and so i'm not sure i like the rule of that and i also really don't like the rule that said that now you can uh, improve your lie. Essentially, in a in, you know you can you yeah, I don't know I, I I got a hard time with this one. Okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna leave this one alone. <laughs> um, let's move to the bunker situation. Yeah, let's do that. Uh, moving or touching loose impediments or touching uh, sand in a bunker. What, what's that yeah. all about? Is that the same you know, thing? Like the the player's going to be allowed to touch or move a loose impediment now, like a rock or a leaf or something like that. Yeah, or yeah a twig okay. or something. Okay, got it. But the player still is not allowed to deliberately touch the sand in the bunker with your hand, club, or rake or other object, so that you're testing the condition, right? So that's good. I'm glad that they didn't change the entire rule and let you walk in there and do whatever you wanted. Okay. Right. All right. So you're still not allowed to touch the sand in making a practice swing or grounding the club right in front or right behind your golf ball because that's what people want to do, right? They want to push some sand down right behind their golf ball. Right. Yeah. Right. So, or in making the backswing for a stroke. So I like the thought that you can't touch the sand and right behind it because otherwise what will people do is they'll just – take it, you know, hover the club, take it down and away right behind the golf ball and create this trough right behind their golf ball that they can have an easier time at getting their ball out of the bunker. And I like that. Yeah, okay. But they allow you to take a rock out of the bunker so you don't damage your club. Take a twig out of the bunker, right? It, right. It's, it's good. It's a good rule. Yeah, okay. I like that. It's a good rule. It's a good rule. And I don't, I don't, understand the situation really uh unplayable ball in bunker okay so let's let's imagine for for a moment if we will a ball that you can determine balls are unplayable anywhere on the golf course right right you could say 
that I've got a ball here in this situation anywhere outside the bunker, and you could say that's an unplayable ball. I want to use the unplayable ball rule. Okay? All right. Now you can do this in a bunker and say this is an unplayable ball. We got an, an extra option of allowing you relief outside the bunker using the got to go back on the line of yeah. On, on the line of thing that we talked about earlier. Right. For a total of two penalty strokes that you can actually take your ball out of the bunker. So let's say you plug it in the lip. Oh, and you okay. don't want to stand in there in some awkward lie where you can't get in and you. hoe it out of there yeah. and let it fall down to the back in the middle of the bunker. And there's a shot to get it there and then a shot to get it out of the bunker. You can take it out for two-stroke penalty, go back behind, keeping the that point between the ball and the hole, or mm -hmm. that spot where the ball is, and the hole, go back on that line as far as you want. And then just chip it over the ball. penalty and go. I like it. Yeah. I yeah. like it. And you know who else likes it? Golf course superintendents. <laughs> who don't want you tearing All up the guys their bunkers. Playing. That's right, because that's what's <laughs> going to happen, right? That's the place where you see it happening the most frequently. Is somebody bangs a ball, and they pound it into the lip of that bunker. Yeah. And you know they're going to go walk in from the top side and go put their foot in the sand. They're going to push it all down to the bottom. Yeah. And they're not going to stand there and rake that stuff back up there. And those guys playing behind them and the superintendent the next day, they're going to have to fix all that stuff. Right. So everybody playing behind that guy who had that shot and the superintendent loves this rule. I all like right. it too. All right. Now that you explain it, uh, it, it makes perfect sense. You know, I've never had that situation. So, uh, <clears throat> uh, yes, moving on right along. We, we, we are those weekend golf guys. We got more. Stick with us. We'll be right back. I want to talk to you about golf balls, specifically cut golf balls. Now, cut is not a description of the ball. It's the name of the company, cutgolfco.com. That's cutgolfco.com. They say it's time to cut the crap. Their mission in life is to prove that you can pay less for quality golf balls. Whether you play every day, you play a couple times a month, doesn't matter. Cut golf has a ball that's going to be absolutely perfect for you. And they want to bring golf back to the people. How about a tour quality golf ball for nineteen ninety five a dozen? <laughs> yeah, you heard me right. Tour quality four piece golf ball. It's going to go far. It's going to work well around the greens. Cutgolfco.com and get yourself a dozen fantastic tour quality golf balls for under twenty bucks. Cutgolfco.com. If you're paying more, well. That's kind of stupid. And it is us, those weekend golf guys, and uh, not too shabby uh, an hour for the first hour of 2019 for uh, for us and you together. Um, I hope that uh, you understand that some of these new rules are really, really beneficial to us, the amateur golfer. Some of them are like, eh, we never used to follow that rule anyhow, so it really doesn't matter. <laughs> you know? Right. But um, so there's there's some rules that I like. Uh, you know, how about this one? The use of a damage club during the round. How about that? All okay. right. So you could still use it even if you damaged it, even in anger. Oh, huh? okay. Let's say that you know a guy and you played with this guy once or twice and he, you know, he'll put his putter shaft on his head and bend it. Uh -huh. 
-hmm. right? Because he's angry, right? Or he takes a swipe at the ground and bashes it up against the side of a tree or gets, gets a golf cart or something, you know, chucks it in the air, kind of takes a few hops down the fairway, and all of a sudden it's a little bit out of shape. Well, guess what? You can still use that club now. Yeah, well, maybe you should make them use that club now. Right. <laughs> Serve well, him sometimes right people are doing that, you know, they're not putting very well, and all of a sudden they want yeah. to bend that putter shaft a little bit, and they want to fix it. This is the problem that I have with that right oh, now. Oh, I got you. Right? So, now all of a sudden they're like, man, I'm going to bend this putter. I've been missing everything to the left. I'm going to twist my head on my putter. I'm going to bend this shaft or do whatever. Now all of a sudden they start making everything in sight. This is why I don't like the rule. Gotcha. Right? Gotcha. That's why. They're going to alter it. Because it says the club damaged. You can call anything you want damaged. You bend a shaft, everybody on the planet would say, that club's damaged. But that damaged club in that way might work beautifully. So I don't like the rule. Okay. I right? get you. So, so you, you put damaged in air quotes there. I understand I yeah. completely. All, All right. right. Hey, listen, check us out, thoseweekendgolfguys.com, and we'll have uh, some articles uh, concerning these new rules, the ones we've talked about, the ones we haven't talked about. I uh, also want you to check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash golfguys. And um, where else are we? Oh, oh, Twitter, at WKND Golf Guys. You can catch us all there. And we're hoping that 2019 brings great improvements to you in your golf game. And you can also hedge that bet if you want to by checking out $5golfclub.com. I have done all of the shameless self-promotion I'm going to do uh, all I have left to say is go play some golf. <laughs>